Yo, what is happening? It's your boy Roy, and this is another episode of Sync Gems. Oh, what do we have for you today? Huh. A crazy, crazy interview with Trevor Lawlin from Get It Done slash GID. He's killing it. I've been making, cranking some tracks for him and his label. And he just, from interacting with him and now actually e-meeting him, I can see the dude is on it. He gets it done. He didn't just call his label, get it done. You'll hear the story behind it. But this dude, he's just a, a, a wealth of knowledge and a jack of all trades. And... He preaches focus. He preaches cold emailing and he talks about how to do it. He speaks about concepts that I generally disagree with, but in a way that I can relate to, which is so uh, refreshing and great, in my opinion. I learned so much from this podcast, and I'm not even kidding. We talk about, we get into AI, we talk about music for games, we talk about... uh, um, the curveballs of the music industry currently. We talk about copying other people's uh, progress in order to be where they're at. And yeah, it was just, these are just a few things of what we were talking about. We are going to circle back for around two once I'm in LA. But man, this is, this one was crazy. If y'all want to support the podcast, there are a few ways you can do it. Just first of all, share the posts on your socials, share screenshots of the podcast on your socials and tag me at Sync Gems. This really helps spread the word and also helps me grow the podcast and bring more amazing guests. Plus, if y'all want a one-on-one with me, I am giving four one-on-ones every month where you can pick my brain and get coached by me for free. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or screenshot the five-star rating you gave it on Spotify and share it on your story with a few ways the podcast has helped you on your own journey, don't forget to tag me and you may get a one-on-one with me. Another big announcement, it's huge for me. I'm starting a mastermind where we will be chilling on Zoom or Discord, I still haven't decided. So hit me up on the gram at Sync Gems and I'll get you in one of these rooms very, very soon. There is, uh, I, I, I was so surprised, but it's filling up pretty quickly. I'm gonna cap it at around 10 people. So if y'all wanna be a part of it, just let me know, hit me up and sheesh, that was a long intro. Without further ado, my man, Trevor Lawlin. <laughs> How you doing, man? What is happening? <clears throat> a lot, man. Doing good, though. Are you doing good? Okay. That's, oh, yeah. that's good. I find it, you know, like when I listen back to my podcast, I find, I find that all the beginnings are super awkward, but I love it. <laughs> 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 beginnings and endings right you always it's hard, it's hard to like okay how do we how do we say goodbye in a natural way you yeah know, it's like, it's like an awkward high ended. five it's like an it's like uh hand are you from down from up like what, what how do you roll it's really 
tough here in Indonesia. By the way, you never know where they're going to come from. Mm. So it's uh, it's 95% awkward here. <laughs> 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 anyway, man, like I've I've thought of something today, and I I just wanna um, wanna open this podcast maybe with like gratitude and ask you like what are you grateful for right now? Ooh, I wasn't expect. Damn, I wasn't expecting uh that question, um, dude. I'm grateful, dude. Okay, I I could go like everything in my life, which is kind of a cop out, but like my family is especially lately has just been amazing uh the team that i work with i know like like when i started my company like a lot of the team basically took a risk risk working with me and they've been just amazing i'm so grateful for them i mean like just every everything like i i don't have anybody or anything around that i'm not grateful about i guess like i'm grateful for i know like like little things too like my next door neighbors like helping me like do workouts in his like home in his like garage gym and i'm like so grateful like it's just there's so many things to be grateful about so it's hard to be like what am i grateful it's it's all the stuff man i'm mm. yeah wow shout outs to good neighbors um yeah <laughs> man but, uh, okay okay so let's 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 now that we've we've found out what what, what trevor's grateful for let's 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 take it back like how how did it all start for you like how did uh, um uh, um, music start for you? How did you develop to be where you are today um, as a label owner and as somebody who's uh, in, also deep in the business side of mm -hmm. music? How did all, all start for you? Take us way back. Yeah, yeah. Way back in the time. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right out of high school and maybe even a little bit in high school, um, I was doing some library stuff. Um, I, my, my stepfather was doing music for a library and uh, so, and I was really interested in it. So I got like a hand-me-down laptop with, uh, at the time, I believe it was Logic 5. <laughs> by eMagic at the time yeah dude, that was when logic was on the pc too yeah so maybe six i don't know that was when logic was a grand and then uh and then for for all the logic nerds out there space designer by itself was a 500 product <laughs> and now everything's 200 bucks anyway uh i started there and uh just was really interested in making music because i grew up and my favorite thing in movies was the music i like they're just music that would just hit and you would just sit there and go man like the music created the emotion i'm feeling right now in this scene <clears throat> just as much as the actors and maybe sometimes even better than the actors right and i always enjoyed that and so like i had like the my popular popular music enjoyment and then my like media music or movie music enjoyment and those kind of were always in my like bouncing around in my headphones when i was younger and then I started making music and then I start I started in TV and film pretty early because I started trying to do the sell music to rappers and artists and stuff. And I hated it. I hated the game. I hated the begging kind of aspect of it. Of, eh, begging is probably the wrong term, but the kind of like, let me like, please buy a beat from me for 30 bucks or whatever. You know, I just I didn't like it, I, I, especially at that time. There wasn't like beat stars and stuff. Right. It was. Mm. So it was like Facebook and MySpace. <laughs> mm. So so I got in TV and film thing and I just hit that. And I did that for a while as a composer. Got a job at a library being the engineer, 
where I was mixing all their stuff because I was really into engineering. I was like really like my composing was pretty good, but my like I could make things sound really good. That was like my kind of the thing I was really good at. So I got a gig as an engineer <clears throat> for a library and basically just mixed everything that came through the door um, nonstop. And I did that for a long time. And then I was as well as working as a music director for a um, like a, like a company that represents libraries. And so then I would basically every album that would come in, I'd listen to it. I'd make playlists. I'd send it off to the clients that they had and that kind of stuff all while trying to maintain myself as a composer, but those things ended up kind of taking precedence. So like the composer side kind of fell by the wayside while I was engineering and being a music director. All so you were while, going into an office? Like you were going into, how was that? How did that look? No, it was all internet. Uh, even back then, I mean, it wasn't a like, crazy long time ago, but even back then everything was over the internet. And that was, an, that was another kind of thing I was pretty good at was, um, and I still am, uh, was kind of creating an online um, like office slash work structure, which y- you, you've seen kind of how I, handle, I do that now. Um, and, uh, so I was doing that back then where for this company, you know, they had like the composers and all that stuff, um, all on the internet, all the vocalists, all that kind of stuff. So, so I was doing that for a long time. It was really like slowly just kind of not feeling it. You know, I was kind of like, you know, I'm just fixing everything. I'm just listening to other people's music. Like, and then I started getting into entrepreneurship in general, like in my free time, like, like doing the, like listening to the Gary V stuff, you know, like, like reading the books, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll just do this myself. Like, I think I can just like start my own mm-hmm. um, because the whole thing interests me. And I don't, I don't want to sit here and do like, I enjoyed the work. I enjoy mixing and I enjoyed uh, being a music director, which in TV and film is basically just the guy who gets the brief collects the music together and then sends it to the client. So like, um, like an advertising, like, like a Pepsi commercial is like, we need music like this. And then I go, okay, I go through everything, put together a playlist and send it to you. Uh, I did that for a while and I like doing it, but I learned all the insides of the industry as well. Basically on those three fronts, composer, engineer, part of the business. So then I was like, all right, I'm gonna start my own. So I, I left the company that I was working for. And went to a lot of the friends I made along the way. It was basically like, all right, you guys are better than composers. You guys are better composers than I am at this point. But I, I'm pretty good on the business side. I know how this all works. I'm going to start the company and let's, let's, let's hit the ground running. And that's how my company, Get It Done Music, was started. Uh, uh, a little under four years now. Yeah, a little under four years ago. Uh, and ever since, I mean, we were la- we've been landing, you know, movie, TV show placements. We landed a... Um, a catalog deal with BMG. So we have our full catalog with BMG along with us basically providing music for like four, like, like consistently providing music for other, like four other libraries as well. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's the uh, nutshell version <laughs> of, of my story. Mm. Yeah, man. Wow. I, I didn't know a lot of that. So I mean, from, yeah, composing to engineering to, business all from high school it's so there's a few things that i kind of hear from this and it's kind of and i'll just talk from my from my perspective and from my journey because that's what i know right like 
as someone who is a musician, I've always loved business side. I've always, I loved Gary Vee at a certain point and Grant Cardone's and Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. all these people who like are, you know, you see them like they're, they're really good at the business side. They're also connected to the mental side sometimes. Like there's, there's a lot to it, but you know, like from learning about it to acting on it, there are two things. And I feel like along your journey, you've been acting a lot, um, which also justifies the name of your company, just uh, as a side note, you know? Um, so how do you think that has played a role in your growth until now? Um, I realized pretty early on. <laughs> uh, so working with musicians, I realized the people who win aren't the best musicians. They're the people who get it done. Whatever it mm. is, they're the ones who get it done. That's all you got to do. All you have to do is do what, like do the thing, do the project, do the gig, do the music, do the whatever, whatever it is that's asked of you, you just need to get that done. And then you will succeed. Uh, I've, I, I grew, I watched as many, many, many people way better than, than like, like insanely talented people just get nowhere because mm -hmm. they were, they were flaky or they just didn't have, like, didn't really put in the time and effort to do the, like uh, the, either the business side or the communication side or the networking side, right? Like that whole other part of the industry, they could sit at home and make some of the best things you've ever heard in your entire life, but they couldn't turn it into anything. And <clears throat> I realized that right away and was like, that's what'll set me apart. And what I'm good at is to make sure that I'm that guy. And that's, that's kind of how the name came about, but that's also kind of been the mantra like in general uh, for me. And so, yeah, that's super, super important. Like for, for the people watching, uh, I, I know, like, I know for a good year, I was obsessed with tutorials, getting better, trying to be the best. And I'm not saying don't do those things. I like always getting better is great. Uh, but, it, but so many people forget that, like, you just have to like, do like, like do the thing, like get it, get it. I keep mm. saying, get it done, but you have to actually like, like send out the email, right? Like send out the email, go to the event, you know, like take some pictures of yourself that are a little professional, you know, like, like clean up your website a little bit. Like you just do all the things on the other side of the music and you're going to be in the top 10% easy. So a hundred percent, man. Like I, I'm, I, yeah. I, I and I sin, I, I'm, I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm, I'm sinning as um, a person who people who know me know I'm I'm like the one who gets it done. But to me, I'm so hard on myself at times where I'm like, I feel like I don't get enough done at some time at times where, you know, it's like, I feel like it's the imposter syndrome meeting uh, uh, entitlement as a musician. And I feel like that's what that's the thing that gets a lot of really good musicians is this sort of entitlement where, you know, like either not a talk to my agent type because that doesn't really exist anymore. But, you know, like uh, just being, being, um, feeling that something is under me. And I feel like you don't have that. You know what I mean? Like you have to, uh, um, there almost has to be a constant thirst. And, you know, even when we email each other, sometimes you email me at like your 2 a.m. And I'm like, this dude's crazy, <laughs> you know? And so I'm, 
I, I'm well right now it's 1.30 for me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There okay, this is I mean, we're getting it done, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, so um I want to ask you what what do you feel like you've you've named a few things and we've talked uh, about about uh, having that having a good like uh, portfolio page I've talked about it uh, and I talked to it with people who come to me for mentorship uh, because I think it's really important like the one pager that really mm-hmm. shows your milestones what do you what are things you see composers not getting done enough of yeah <clears throat> Um, doing it themselves. Um, I <laughs> cold. Okay. There's, there's a bunch of little ones, but I'll, or there's a bunch, but I'll, I'll kind of focus on a couple that I, yeah. I uniquely think are really important that composers either just don't think of, or, or just don't think are a good idea, but like cold emails, for example, uh, if you're, if you're trying to get with a label to work with their artists or a library or anything, an advertising agency, like, just email them, <laughs> you know, like, like I, I did a, I had a talk a while ago and I showed people basically like how to find people's emails and not in like a mischievous way or anything like that. Just like, like, you know, normal email, like, like internet scrubbing stuff. Right. And <clears throat> find their emails and, and write a personal email and make sure your presentation is good. I mean, we do this to go get a job. Right. You don't you go to like like when we're younger, we're taught to like dress nice, go into the grocery store and hand over the resume and tell them you want the job and check in three days later. You just do that on the Internet with emails, you know, and your presentation has to be good and, you know, study a little bit of copywriting so that your email doesn't look dumb and, and blocky. Right. Like and just do a little bit of that. And I like I. It, that's the entrepreneurial side, right? That's the send out a hundred emails. You'll probably get one, one, one back that's useful. Right. And if you get fast enough, you can send a hundred emails in a week without really spending a lot of time on it. So like that's one. And then just, um, another, another thing that people don't do, um, is and I, I use this word loosely, which is copy people, but I'm not going to say copy. I'm going to say, uh, learn from people. Right. So, so go to people's websites or their Instagram or their Twitter or whatever their medium is, right. That you're trying to do and, um, learn from them, learn why they are, why they look professional and you don't mm. <laughs> and, and, and do that kind mm. of stuff. Right. Cause I like, <clears throat> like, why does your website look messy? And then you go to another website and it's like clean, like, what are the reasons for that? You know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't see a lot of people doing that. I, I, like, like it's the the presentation is is very lacking. I've seen people send me emails that look like like paragraphs that I'm never going to read because they're just clumped together, right? I've seen social media accounts that just post like low quality mono uh, versions of their beat. That's a screen recording of them playing the MP3 on their phone, right? Like, and it's not that hard nowadays to create a little like a little post with a, some software that's free or like five bucks a month. Like, you know, so all that kind of stuff. I think that little extra is not many people are doing and uh, it shows, you know? So, yeah. Man, I, I, I hear you and I, I feel, I feel this so uh, strongly in me because I, I mean, I've, Uh, you're talking to my journey because at the beginning of my journey, I was just like butting heads with with um, anything. 
You know what I mean? Like I was, I was, I guess I was pretty good at music, but I was butting heads with everything, just trying to, trying to uh, um, go through anything, anything and everything by myself without going and seeking for mentorship and seeking for um, just like looking for that next step for myself. Um, yeah, and for me, you know what? Like to what you're speaking, once that that um, that landing page became crispy. And became good enough for for people to just like see one, two, three, what you're, what I'm about, without even playing my music, they can know that I'm, I, I have my stuff in 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 line, and then yeah. we can like, and then it, I feel like, and and tell me from your angle, I feel like once you got that in line, then your fifty percent, like the door is already, your foot is in the door. Now it's just your music needs to do the talking, um, but it does need to be good, the music. Yeah. And, and, and nowadays, like good music's a dime a dozen. Like there's mm. so, there is so much good music out there and that's awesome. But that also like, I, I receive so much music that my filter system isn't really the music. The music is the last thing I look at. Mm. Uh, my filter system is their presentation. And it just it and that's our that's our filter system in life a lot of times like we we have like knee-jerk judgments off of first impressions right that's why every like every entrepreneurial business success success book everything that tells you how to do things in life one of the first things is first impressions matter right and that's that like and it's clear i i go through my emails i go through my dms on instagram and that first impression of just organization cleanliness i can i'm clearly can easily read this email it's not like a, a synopsis of your entire life that i have to try and read <laughs> right <laughs> but, and, and all that stuff like um it's it, it's uh <laughs> um <laughs> You're laughing because I know draw, you think you thought of it. Enjoy and uh, before I tell you about my trauma in, in high school. <laughs> oh no, because there's a lot of it, dude. Like the emails that tell me about their like musical journey. Like I was a kid and I grew up with a guitar and a dream, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> no, but so <laughs> you have oh, me I'm, the, I'm literally the tearing now. up. <clears throat> so, okay. so. Uh, that first impression is such a big deal. And the cool thing is nowadays that first impression is so much easier. You've got like just cool tech and learning resources. I mean, like learning just the basics. Don't go down rabbit holes. Just learn the basics of like basic email writing, basic like organization of like like text, right? Like um, I, even this, right? So if I'm if I'm a pair, here's a little nugget here. So because <laughs> I do it. Uh, if I, if I write a paragraph for an email, I'm just going to write it, just brainstorm. I'm not going to organize it, whatever. I'm just right. And it's, it's a little paragraph. It's ugly. Things are spelled wrong, whatever. Right. I copy it. I paste it into chat GPT and I say, make this, make this a, a, a better readable email and give me three options. And then chat GPT will give me three different ways this email could be written. And, uh, and it's so much better than anything I would ever do. Grab it paste it into the email and now I have a much better written organized email than I did 10 seconds ago. hundred <laughs> percent. You know? And it's so easy now. Same with, with Photoshop. I, I'm before you and I got online, I was, um, I was on, um, mid journey making cover art. 
and just typing in prompt and popping out, you know, cover art pictures for stuff, you know, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I forgot the original deal, but yeah, that was, that was my answer to whatever. Nah, was you're, you're killing it. <laughs> I, I mean, chat GPT is definitely like as somebody who's English, uh, like my English is, is good. Um, but it's not my first language. So for me, writing, I always bring it through some sort, through like some vessel, like mm-hmm. it's either like a copywriter friend of mine, or you know, like uh, um, just a, a, a Chat GPT friend of mine, or something like that. Because I just want to know that it's it's presentable and it's good, and and the tools that are accessible are amazing. Which kind of you know what, like uh, um, it brings me to 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 all this conversation of of. Uh, the the big conversation of AI and and what is mm. happening on on that front and where you think that GID is is going because of that and and in general like where you see things uh, uh, going right now with all the all that's happening you know with um, it's a it's a very wide question you can basically touch on whatever you want but you know like from beginning with the strikes to AI to all these things, all these curveballs that are coming at the same time uh, in the music industry and where you see that evolving. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's Okay, there's like three prongs there. So the, the term AI, I'm having a hard time taking serious because we're just talking about tech that's advancing how we would expect. I mean, we've all have Google. We've watched Google evolve, right? We all have Siri. We've or or, or the Cortana is the Google one, uh, or whatever that is, right? The we all have those things, and we watch them get better and better over time. Uh, th- this AI kind of thing is just that continuing. So I, I think that the phrasing is kind of weird. Um, but if we didn't call it AI, I think we'd all just be like, man, tech is getting crazy mm. right now. This is cool. <laughs> you know, like I, I really do feel like everybody's kind of spooking themselves a little bit with the AI phrase. Um, I, I know it's a way to describe kind of algorithmic, like kind of like flipping where it's it's taking what you input, flipping it back around and, you know, like and whatever, like it's technical mumbo jumbo. But I know there's there's like a, a reason why they call it artificial intelligence or whatever but <clears throat> ultimately i just see it as as tech just evolving like it's been my entire life right mm. so uh, which i think is great and cool uh just like how the internet and napster and all that stuff disrupted things <clears throat> ultimately i think that stuff was for the better uh for all of us um and i think that we're still gonna, that's just going to be the case here and so we're going to whether it's you know, making music with AI or writing emails with AI or whatever, right? Like, I think it's just going to make what we do better because it's just going to fix like the little things like, um, and we've had a lot of it for a while. I like, I, I, it's weird because I saw this like product, I won't name it, but this product that claimed to be AI drums and all it was was, is what logic implemented six years ago. So like, I don't know if you use Logic, but Logic has a thing called Drummer, which is basically like these three AI <laughs> drum characters. There's like a singer-songwriter drummer, a rock drummer, a hip-hop drummer, right? And so there are these AIs that listen to your track and create a drum track around it uh, automatically. It creates the verse and the chorus and the bridge and all that stuff. 
And that's been in logic for six years now, five years, six years. Right. And, and same with some like algorithmic learning EQ, like match EQ in logic. Right. So, so a lot of this stuff has been around and, and it's just gotten better. And so, so it, in short, I'm not really like freaking out about AI or anything like that on the music creation side. Um, I think it's all just going to be really cool. Um, now on the business company, movie strikes, all that kind of stuff, that's going to be interesting. Um, because, <clears throat> uh, the example I, I like to use right now, because if you try to use an AI music generator, it sucks. All of them suck. Uh, they'll use like their best example ever on the website, on the front page. And you're like, whoa, that's, that's not too bad. But then when you dive in to try and use it, it just sucks. Um, the only thing that has been pretty good though is splice. And that's because splice is just, is just taking loop. It's just doing what producers do in a lot, a lot of the time, taking loops and creating a track out of them. And that's actually very interesting of a concept that I think will grow the more AI learns about audio that's generated by humans. That I think is going to be very interesting in the long run. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, there, there's, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like it's, it's definitely, it's sort of, it's one of these things where I don't feel like people should be terrified from as much as they should just look out for you know like it's 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 like it 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 makes sense that when you'll be if you'll be like tunnel vision on something you won't see things on the side it's like you know in in fighting and in uh, uh formula one they practice they do a lot of practice of peripheral so like a lot of people when they do this they don't see them their hands for a second but then they realize that they do right um uh, if you put your hands like this, yeah, like next to your your ears, it's also in the army. Uh, they do this this kind of basically. If you if you really calm your eyes eyesight, you can take your hands way back and still see them. Is what I'm saying. And then your peripheral can grow, and you can see what's in your peripheral, and you don't have to look anywhere in order to see what's in your space. And basically, it's. Uh, um, I feel like it's it's a very useful to, uh, skill to have in general in life, as in, in as in an entrepreneur, as a musician, as a um, somebody who has a library, especially because I, I'm talking to to a lot of libraries these days, and uh, some of them don't give me the conviction that they are having that peripheral vision. Um, and that is something I am, that is something I'm kind of, I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye from, and I can say I'm borderline, uh, afraid of, like, it's, it's just something that's in my, in my awareness all the time. Like, are these people looking for, looking towards the future? Because, you know, like the, the, the tower records and all these people are, are just going to vanish. Like people are gonna, are, are gonna, uh, um, weed out. It's, it, it is going to weed out some people. Who do you feel like it would weed out first? This the uh, the, the, yeah. the the growth that is happening <laughs> now. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna weed out. Uh, well, okay, so one of the kind of dirty little secrets in music production for a while, especially in library, is the loop producers. Um, for a long time before Splice, um, there was kind of the like royalty free. 
world that was somewhat of a secret. Not crazy like a secret, but a lot of people didn't really know there was like loop websites. And so some guys would go <clears throat> to the loop websites, grab everything, chop them all up and make music out of them and then put them up on a library. Um, and then, and, and that was like a way to be super productive, right? Is you could do that, pump out like 10 tracks in, in a week, easy, maybe more. Right. And that was happening for a lot of libraries, like libraries that don't exist anymore for certain, for, for, re, for those kinds of reasons. Right. So, uh, and I'm talking like, a, like 10 years ago and so, and so that was a really big kind of thing that continues to this day. And um, and I think I've, I've mentioned to you this before, at least you've seen kind of some of my, my comments on this, but, um, we, uh, we're seeing tracks being removed because there are the same loops in tracks all over library. You'll hear the same trumpet loop in three songs on three different libraries in three different areas, right? Like one will be on universal, one will be on BMG. Right? And so then instead of dealing like legally they can technically do that because it's all royalty free and you've paid your service and yada 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 you've bought the lab like legally you could do it but everybody who's paying you to make music is getting annoyed right and so what what i'm seeing is one a bunch of tracks are getting taken down because they're discovering these loops and the software to find these loops is starting to pop up software that'll go is there a splice loop in this song and then it'll listen and it'll say, we think so, or yes or no, or whatever, right? That's just starting to exist. And when that hits, there's going to be a lot of producers out of a job. So that's, and that's not really the AI thing. That's more just the, that. But even if that, none of that existed, the AI part, like I mentioned earlier, you can go to Splice's website right now, click the random button and it auto generates you a song. And I would say about 80% of the time, the song is, is all right. And then you just start from that and make a song in, in an hour because you just hit auto, you just hit refresh, refresh, refresh till you find something that's kind of cool. Grab all those loops, start making your track, right? Why wouldn't a, <laughs> why wouldn't a TV network just hire one guy to do that instead of paying you and all the different libraries, a bunch of blanket licenses. Now, movies, primetime shows, things that need vocals, all of these kind of bigger, you know, advertising agencies, they want other stuff. They don't want the loop stuff. But why wouldn't the MLB or HGTV or ESPN or the Kardashians just have a guy auto-generate music all day and pick the best out of the auto-generated music to play in the background? I think that's where it's going to get disrupted first is the kind of background sports or reality or whatever tracks that are just kind of playing in the background and most people don't notice them or if you do you kind of are like that's oh, kind of a cool little beat while these characters are doing whatever they're doing um i think that's that's probably gonna all get wiped out mm. big big stuff I, I i have my 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 pen and paper and i'm gonna li re-listen to this and write this down because this is important super important um what do you think about the game uh, industry? Are you is that something you're interested in at all in GID? Yeah, yeah. So before GID, like, so I'm building GID in strides. I learned if you try to do everything at once, you're just going to get overwhelmed. So 
so I have like a list of like the first was the catalog and we're starting to get into the next stage and then gaming is gaming is in there as well. And so, but when I was working for the other companies before we had done a couple game, a uh, couple video games and games are fun. If, you, if you're working on kind of a bigger one that needs like um, music that kind of molds, like I worked on a, a video game where it was a racing game and you know, how racing games, like most of them nowadays, if you're in last place, the music is different than when you're in first place. And, and it changes as you get progress into like your place. Right. <clears throat> so that means that the, the, the game has stems that it reacts to. Right. Or at least it has versions that it'll blend, like they kind of weave in and out of. But nowadays, like you can, you can, <laughs> you can almost blend with a video game because like video games, because tech is growing, video games can be really big. Right. Like I just downloaded like the new resident evil that I need to, play at some point and it was like 90 gigs or something like that right so like and, <clears throat> and that's fine nowadays because it took like three hours right like my my playstation has tons of space still so that means that like we there's a lot of room to play with for stuff and so you could have a video game that has just this crazy interactive see and now i'm gonna i'm kind of giving away my plan but whatever uh <laughs> you could come to these companies and, ha and with this idea of like we're going to have interactive music for your video game almost like a choose your own adventure but like your music is that where two people's experiences aren't the same in a video game because the, the ai ai <laughs> inside the video game is taking all the music assets that you have and generating things live while you're playing the game. And that's not, that's not crazy tech. It's kind of already exists. So it's just, you know, a little bit, a little bit advanced of what already exists, you know, like give or take. Um, but yeah, like, like I, I like games, I think are going to be really fun because of stuff like AI and all that kind of stuff. And they have, they have the gaming has, for one, gaming has the most money, so they can do it. Video games make more money than movies and music combined. Um, so they have the money to like try, right? Mm. <laughs> try this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and two, they have the means, right? Like you can't really do that with a movie or a TV show, right? But you could do some of that cool kind of modular custom stuff with video games. So I think video games is going to be a really cool. That, not to get too winded with this, but but indie games are growing in popularity like crazy. Like there are indie games that do way better than like main titles from like Activision, you know? So like there's such a big, cool market for video games. I think it's a cool place to have fun. And also there's a lot of money in it too. Mm. Okay. So uh, quick, quick turn. Uh, it seems like like from what you're speaking to uh, all this and uh, in, in all this time that we've, we've been speak speaking until now, it seems like you you preach focus um, and and let's say you were if you were a composer in the in in 2023, what would you what would be the first let's say five things you would focus on in order to be a successful composer uh, nowadays for sync. For sync. Okay. I was just, I was going to ask yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, goal yeah. is, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. for sync, um, <clears throat> five things. Um, I'm going to treat it like a basketball. So I grew up playing basketball. So I'm going to treat it kind of like a basketball thing, which is like, 
you got to practice. You got to you got to get your five fundamentals. Like in basketball, depending on your position, are your five fundamentals right? If you're the center, you really got to work on your footwork down low. If you're the if you're the you're the shooting guard, or the, I'm sorry, the point guard, you got to really like have court awareness and who's open, who's not. You know, like all that fun stuff. So, which player in the game do you want to be? And then start there and then have your plan to become that player. And <laughs> I, this kind of kind of sound like like somewhat of a cop out because I'm not going to give you five things necessarily. But what I'm going to tell you to do is and this, this has been my my uh, advice, not just in music, but in anything, because it's worked so true to, for me. Um, find the person who is where you want to be and copy them. So if if there's a guy who has the sync career that you want, like all the things he's doing video games, he's doing this, or maybe he's not doing video games because you're not interested in video games, but he's doing like hip hop TV shows or whatever. Like he has the career you want. Ask him what he did and do that. Ask him how he got there and do that. Uh, and, and, and do it. Like, don't ask and be like, okay, I'm going to do that, but do it my way. No, he did it. And he's proof that it works. Do what they did. And then you'll get there. And, um, that, that's usually my, like my, uh, advice to people, like not just in music, but in general, because I think that it's hard to give people a bullet point or like, uh, do these five things. Like, cause it just doesn't, it doesn't apply. Like, mm. I know that's the question you asked me and I'm kind of like throwing yeah, it out, yeah, yeah. but it, it doesn't, it doesn't apply to be able, for, it, it doesn't work for me to give you five things and be like, do these five things and you got it because everybody's different. Everybody's got different goals. And you got to kind of know yourself enough because if you ask that guy, what did you do to get there? And they tell you the, tell you like a handful of things and you're just like, I'm not going to do those things. I'm not cut out for that stuff. Then you got to refocus and refigure out a different guy and figure out what they did. Right. And so that would be my, my, uh, my advice is to find, just to find the blueprint from the guy who did what you want to do and then mm. follow that blueprint. I love it. It it doesn't make for a good YouTube uh, YouTube uh, <laughs> uh, YouTube video. Five things. Five right? things. Maybe <laughs> the most <laughs> the most awkward uh, uh, YouTube video. It would be like one and a half minutes. Um, but um, yeah, man, I I I feel like that's the thing, you know. Um, and to speak about influencers, and that's where I I feel like I'm. Kind of, I, I would say, like, that's what I'm grappling with, you know? Like, there's no one way to go about this, but there are a few really, um, a, a few ways that have succeeded for a lot of people that you can do. And here mm -hmm. you go. And, and they're not sexy. Like, copying someone is not always sexy. Um, and I feel like the ability to, to be humble in these situations, in these scenarios, is the number one thing I've had uh, Rick Rubin's engineer a few weeks back. And, and and man, he's… The amount of humble that comes out of this dude. The dude is asking me questions even about what I do. You know, like he's… It, it's just the amount of curiosity and amount of… Uh, of of um, Of knowledge these people are seeking is just like second to none. And you too, I can say that, you know, like you are always pivoting. I, I can, I can feel it from every interaction I have with you. It's like, there's always a push to something. And also like I was speaking to D, which was also on the podcast and, and he was yep. just saying, man, like I'm telling you, like he was, we were speaking offline and, and, and he was just like, 
a testament to it because he knows you for longer. And it's just, you know, I, I feel like what you are saying is basically choose your battles and then move forward. Um, so it's, it's huge. It's, it's simple and it's huge. And that's what I want to stress to my listeners. You know, there's no like one way because that's, I, that's exactly my, my imposter syndrome that comes with like courses and, you know, things that are online and this is how you do it. And this is the blueprint for how to succeed and sync or whatnot. I'm not shitting on everyone. That's how I started. Um, and with that being said, the, the, no, no thousand, thousand hour course is going to get you there if you're not willing to do certain steps. So I think that, that people who are listening need to go back like 10 minutes, rewind this, listen again, get me some more Spotify listens and, <laughs> and, and just, and, and recreate that for themselves because this is, too, especially in this day and age, too many people are looking for answers right away. They're looking for for quick fixes, which is it's like it's not like you you got to know your shit. You had to 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 know your business to start GID. There are things that are fundamentals that people need to to kind of have for them themselves. Um, man, to to close this, what is what is something you are excited about currently? currently excited about <clears throat> um honestly like so we were talking earlier about um i actually oh, like yeah this is the answer yeah, yeah yeah okay i'm talking to myself um so <laughs> um yeah trevor say that to him. <laughs> oh my gosh it is one no. it is 2 a.m yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's uh well, I'm I'm always up this late though anyway. So um but uh now I lost it. Oh no no okay. So earlier we were talking about like the, the industry and how it's changing and and people are gonna be left behind and certain things are gonna like get wrecked by AI or whatever, you mm. know. Mm. That that excites me. And I don't not in the way of like, oh yeah, people are gonna have a hard time because that sucks, right? Like like there's going to be people who lived in like I know a lot of these people who lived in the like they made a living off of like like background music for f- football, basketball, baseball games, right? And there's I I pretty sure I see a world where that isn't a thing anymore because AI will kind of eat that up, right? For the most part, you know, and that sucks, but that that does like what comes out of that kind of stuff is is growth and like, like a, a rising of the uh, floor. Right. And so, so when it comes to like libraries, like, and, and now I'm going to kind of throw a little shade on the library industry a little bit, but uh, oh, well um, libraries, I feel like haven't changed for a long time. And there are a lot of libraries that like, I'm so, like, I don't know what they're doing. It's just like hip hop volume nine, hip hop volume 10, you know, like, generic like i can type a prompt into chat gpt and put together like crazy cover art and some of these libraries are are, are not even doing that you know and i'm not trying to be mean but that's just that, that to me what's exciting is that that kind of that floor goes away and then then the rest the rest of the industry has this new floor that's way up here right and then like the quality starts here 
and then goes up from there. Yeah. And <clears throat> that is somebody who likes to be kind of pressured and squeezed and pushed like, like, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm the type that if like, like if I, if I made like a million dollars tomorrow, I, I would, I would chill. And that's not a good thing. You know, I just, I know that about myself. I know that if I made a million, $2 million tomorrow, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to slow things down a little bit. I'm going to relax. And that's not a good thing in a lot of ways. It's not a good thing for productivity, for your company, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Right. I know that about myself. And so when I see that the industry is about to like pressure me, I'm like, yes, because I'm going to just, I'm going to like dive into the pressure to, 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 to come out above that baseline. And so I'm excited about the fact that AI and the movie, the film and TV industry, I think is starting to really change. AI is changing things. Music in general, like, I mean, you know, we're on a podcast about sync. There's, there's, there's 101 sync, uh, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter accounts at this point, uh, teaching everybody how to do this. So we're now flooding this entire industry. Like when I started, nobody knew about it. Right. Nobody knew about sync. Nobody knew how to even get into it. Now everybody knows there's, there's every YouTuber and, and, and Instagram dude on the planet is telling you how to get into sync, which is a little bit stressful because the competition goes up. But I think that that's great because the quality just keeps going up. So anyway, so the reason, so my answer in short is the industry is changing. It's getting harder. And that's super exciting because I, feel confident in myself and my team and my company and everything that that's just going to make us really dope. Yeah. hundred percent with that. And I mean, I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's one of these things. It's, it, it reminds me what you were saying. It's, it's the, the, the New York analogy where New York is like, it either spits you whole or it takes you in. It's like one of the two. It's, it doesn't hmm. it doesn't go in between. And I feel like it's beginning to be like that where it's it's just um, sync is going to be for a specific kind of person, like for specific people um, who actually want to do this right. And you know, like there's there, there are companies that have been doing it right for a while. And and to your point about the 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 million dollars thing, I, I slightly disagree, but I feel like once you know where you're going to put these million dollars, you're ready for these million dollars and then you won't lay on your sword like you were like you were speaking. Because if I got a million dollars tomorrow, bro, like, I mean, I wouldn't know what to do with them. So I would need to fucking rest. That, that's the <laughs> reality. I'll go to a financial advisor because I wouldn't know what to do with a million dollars tomorrow. That's, I, I'm being completely honest and true here. There's no, there's zero masks here. So, I mean, I, I feel like, just like they say, like luck equals opportunity pr plus preparation. I feel like it's the same with these, with, with these kinds of uh, uh, amounts that come in or, you know, intentionally come in. Uh, whereas, it's like if it was just lottery money, you know what happens to people who win. We all know what happens to people who win the lottery. So, yeah. so a hundred percent, I hear you about that. And you know what? I, I feel like I'm seconding that with saying that because it's a it, It's just it, the world is just like that. I feel like human nature is like that. Like we are either mm -hmm. uh, planning forward or we are just sitting in our cave chilling. And a million dollars is a good reason to to sit in our cave and chill, right? Like there's the, yeah. there there's no reason to stress things. So anyway, uh, man, 
this I, I want to keep the conversation at this and and keep uh, keep uh, listeners engaged for perhaps around two because I am coming to your area, so we we'll, we might we might have to circle back Dude. in yeah. real life uh, and do, and do in this. person. Let's yes, do sir. it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and yeah, is there anything uh, last that you'd like to to leave the listeners with? I don't I said all of my like little advice nuggets or whatever, like uh, not all of them. I'm sure I could think of others, but I don't know. Like, I, I think. Uh, what is the analysis paralysis? That's OK. So what I and I, I did this for a lot uh, as a producer and as an entrepreneur, which is. I did a lot of tutorials and learning. I learned too much. I think a lot of us in general are too learned, right? And we don't just go do. Um, And so I learned way too much about making music, like on a technical level. This plugin does this, this compressor does this, and this EQ, it's different than this one because of this. And (laughs) you know, like over it all day, every day. And then go and be like, all right, time to buy every tutorial on how to get into sync or how to get a record deal or how to like, you kind of just, you're just learning too much. You don't need that much information. Like just go do stuff, go fail, fail. <laughs> like I've, I, we could do a whole podcast on the things I failed the GID, the money I've spent that just was a waste. You know, like I ran like online competitions to try and get like artists and stuff. And it just went, no, like I did all kinds of random stuff that was just a failure. And uh, I learned way more from that than trying to search the internet for the perfect YouTube tutorial video. So uh, analysis paralysis of like, I just need another video or another course or another, you know, PDF somebody's selling me like information is good. Really shrink it because everybody's doing too much of it and just do stuff. Go, go do stuff. Or, or as, as I would say, go get it done. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what you leave them with, man. Trev, thanks so much for coming on and and we'll we'll get back. We'll circle back for round two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be in my neck of the woods soon. So yeah. And in person is always way more fun. Hey. All right. <laughs> Yo. Um, yeah, I, I this one left me speechless and left me laughing and smiling. And I don't know, this it's it was just such a great interaction with such a great human. If y'all love the podcast, don't forget to follow or subscribe on the platform you're listening to it. If y'all want to help grow the podcast as well, share the posts I put on Instagram and LinkedIn. This really helps the podcast grow. Another thing, if you want a one-on-one with me, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or leave a five-star rating screenshot. Throw it on your gram, tag me, and you may get a one-on-one with me. Thank y'all for tuning in. I fucking love you, each and every one of you. And I'll see you in the next Sync Gems. Peace.